Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. (laughs) Check this out. On this podcast, what we're going to do is we're going back. That's right. We're going back to September 24th, 1991. On that day, A Tribe Called Quest released their sophomore album, The Low End Theory. And we're going to talk about it as this album turns 30 years old. We're going to break down the tracks. We're going to talk about the production. And we'll talk about how we feel about this album as it turns 30. Maybe some songs that we may or may not have put on the album. Who had the best verse on the album? That and so much more. And of course, (laughs) I'm not doing the podcast alone. I got my man Eclectic. He is in the building. So you don't want to miss it. So after the break, we will present to you The Low End Theory. 30 years later with Eclectic right here on the 12 Kyle podcast. Let's get it. And just like that, we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle, and we got a special co-host. I mean, he's not special. He's co-host, but but you know him, you love him. He's been on here plenty of times. My man Eclectic is in the building. E, what up, man? What's up, everybody? It's Eclectic, a.k.a. Fred E. Sanford, Black Eclectic Television, The Fifth Letter, you know, Click the Hammer Blogging Time, Scrappy-Doo. Not The Fifth Letter. <laughs> the Fifth Letter. What's going on, man? Um, Not much, man. I'm, 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 having, I'm feeling good. I'm in a good mood. Uh, we, we're going to talk about some stuff. Um, I, I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, anytime you need, you need the, the downloads to go up. You need the streaming. You need the streamers to stream. Anytime you want the, 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 the retweeters to retweet, tell them I'm here. You got it. And I'm always happy to lend that uh, extra support. Well, we got you on here, man, because we are taking it back. Uh, you see the title. We are talking about a tribe called Quest's sophomore album, uh, Low End Theory, as this album celebrates 30 years. Wow. That's amazing to think that this album came out 30 years ago, September 24th, 1991. Uh, the boys were back, back for their sophomore album, looking to avoid the sophomore jinx. Um, so, yeah, man, I had to get you on here to talk about this. one. obviously both of us uh, are huge Tribe Call Quest fans. Uh, you have a different take on Tribe Call Quest, and I'm sure we'll <laughs> we'll get on that at some point in this podcast. Okay. Um, but, yeah, man, September 24th, 1991, um, 30 years. Does, does, does it feel like it's been 30 years, man? Because this is, this is crazy when you think about it. I mean, for 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 most people, it probably does. For me, no. But that is only because I live my life like it's still like ninety six, ninety seven. So, um, to me, old school <laughs> or like way back in the days, like nineties. I I don't I don't pay attention to two thousand. So for me, <laughs> it feels like it was yesterday. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it, it uh, 
it's always good to go back, man, and, and be nostalgic about these albums and, and really kind of take people to what it was like when this particular album came out, what the vibe was. Um, you know, we, you and I have done quite a few of these and we talk about, you know, what that feeling was or what it, what, what state hip hop was in at that particular time. So let's go back, man. 1991, um, that, to be honest, for for those of you listening, that was a different era of hip hop. That era was, you know, you didn't necessarily have your gangster rap. You had a level of consciousness uh, in hip hop. You had crews. You had uh, a lot of MCs actually rapping. Um, what 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 comes back to mind uh, to your mind about? that particular era of hip hop in 1991 and what, what, what we were seeing and what we were listening to? Well, I think, I think that 91 started the transition mm. to the new, to the new thing. I think 91 was the bridge, maybe 90 and 91 was the bridge because if you look at it and 90, you had, um, yeah, you had that. I think that was getting towards the end of the consciousness. You your all for ones and your people's instinctive and your fear of a black planet and all of that stuff. And then, then once 91 hit, you got your, you still had your apocalypse 91. You had low in theory, you had, you had black sheep, but then you had your Scarface coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, now was around this time. And stuff because and that was like the bridge because soon as ninety two hit, Chronic, mm-hmm. Predator, Facts. Uh, what the album if you want to look at it like that, um, um, Lynch Mob, all of this stuff. So it, it, was, it was it was it was there was bridge because as soon because then ninety three was the different era because that's when Woo and right. the Midnight Marauders didn't sound like this and then Nas was coming and then you know so I think ninety one was the transitional um time for hip-hop music where you could you could basically throw out <clears throat> excuse me throw out almost anything because you you would have your low-end theory you would have quick as the name but then you'd have the leaders of the new school but you'd also have the umcs and nicest moves <laughs> so you, you you saw what stuck and then you rode with it, but everyone had their different identities, and it was a great time to be a hip hop music fan because you could you could be in a crew of five people, and five of you have totally different favorite albums that year, mm. all right, and five different fa- favorite artists. Not even no overlap, and it wasn't like well, this person's popping, everybody's popping, right, <laughs> right. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> No, you're right, man. It was, it was definitely a different era. It was, it was a great era of hip hop, I think. Um, and I, I agree with your point about it being a transitional period for, for rap because, you know, we were moving into a different direction and we didn't know what was on the horizon. But, uh, you know, we do know that there were groups and there were crews uh, that really stood out. And one of the uh, crews that stood out was the Native Tongue Crew. And, you know, members of the Native Tongue crew were these guys from uh, called A Tribe Called Quest. And they were embarking upon their second album. Their first album, People's Instinctive, was through the charts. It was an album that got 
I think if I'm not mistaken, it got five mics in the source um, early. And I think it might have been one of the first albums to get uh, five mics in the source. So coming off the heels of that, you know, people saying, OK, hey, can you do it again? Um, and those two albums, especially if you listen to them now, back to back, they sound similar but different. Um, I think Fife's emergence is, is one of the key things I think that you'll see is one of the differences between both of those albums. But this album dropped September 24th, 1991. So E, where were you in September of 1991? Uh, I was in my bedroom. <laughs> uh, I, I believe this is high school for me. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I distinctly remember this. This is, this is what I'll give you. I remember being in art class. And art class was a real. No one takes art class seriously in skin school. Oh, of course. <laughs> so, so, so now I love art, but that's that's beside the point. I distinctly remember me really enjoying this album, and at least two different times, I would start rhyming this album from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I would do like the intro, and once I did that, people knew, nah, low end theory. Mm. And at least twice, we rhymed the entire album from beginning to end in class. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm saying all the. I mean, it's like maybe like ten people. Just all rhyming. The teacher just gave us like, because it would be like you would work on a project. So it wasn't any teaching. It was like, hey, you're going to paint this or make this or whatever. And so, you know, the teacher then, when she tells us what to do, she's going to go back and chill mm-hmm. unless somebody had questions. So it didn't matter. So, I mean, the whole, I remember being at my desk. I distinctly remember this. Being at my desk was like, <laughs> and my man, my man, Derek, was was two tables away mm-hmm. and i was like we was we was rhyming we got the what i was like chill for a minute dougie fresh said silence and there went <laughs> 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 well we did a whole album it was it was a great time mm. at least wow. twice man you can't beat that I, my teachers would have told me to shut up at that time if we were trying to wrap the whole album um Man, that's crazy. September 1991. Oh, I know where I was. You I was, was um you was a senior in college, right? No, man. I was a freshman on the campus of South Carolina State University. Um yeah, man. Wow, this that just I just I just thought about that. That's crazy. I yeah, that was my freshman year I enrolled at South Carolina State. Um this album was everything, man. It it was a great follow-up to, you know, their debut album. Um and we'll we'll get into the tracks and everything, but that's exactly where I was. Um, and at that particular time, like you said, man, it hip hop was just everything. Like it was something that we ate, we drank, we breathed hip hop, you know. And that was, I just personally, I just took a liking to Tribe because they were so much different from, you know, anybody else that I'd seen. Uh, I always kind of, kind of felt like I was a lost member. Uh, but um, 
this is obviously, and I've said this before in this podcast, one of my favorite groups, period, in any genre of music, but this is one of my favorite groups of all time. Um, so this album comes out. The album is 48 minutes long. Not a long album. Uh, actually, I think it's a pretty nice length as far as the time goes. Um, like I said, a follow-up to People's Instinctive Travels in the Passive Rhythm, which came out in 1990. Um, singles, Check the Rhyme, We Got the Jazz, Scenario. Uh, this album is you know, one that is highly regarded and highly heralded by a lot of people, a lot of fans in pop. Um, I guess, <laughs> I guess we probably should deal with the elephant in the room. Um, if you had to rank this album in their discography, mm-hmm. <laughs> where would you rank this album in their discography? This would be there's um mm-mm. I say it's the second best album. The okay. second best album. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's their first best? What's their best album? Midnight Marauders. Okay. And what's mm-hmm. third? That would be People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths of Rhythm, nineteen ninety. Okay. What about their fourth album? Uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> nah, I mean it's that's the three. That's the um, they. But they have five albums. Hey, I'm sorry, six, six albums. That they just they just release out. No, listen. At the time of this recording, ladies and gentlemen, at the time of this recording, I I only know of three. Um, a, a tribe called Quest with Q-Tip, Fife, Jerobi, Ali Shay Muhammad. <laughs> Sometimes why? <laughs> All right, so I, I I had to get the elephant out, you guys, because if you've what heard, is the elephant? Well, let me let me explain that. Okay, if, right. if you guys have been if you now there's some people who have listened to this podcast have been following us since day one. We appreciate you guys and gals. Um, you know that Eclectic does not hey. acknowledge any albums that a Tribe Called Quest put out past uh, Midnight Marauders. They didn't make any more. They made three more, um, but <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. So he, so you know, we, we we won't touch into their discography, but I just wanted to get that out there because you know I want people to know you know that you don't. Are you know talking them. about uh, a Tribe Called Quince? <laughs> Quince. <laughs> that's that's different. Um, that's different. So yeah, man. Let, before we start breaking down these tracks on this album, since we're not going to talk about the other other five, um, what did you think about the production? Because a lot of people talk about how well this album was produced, um, some of the jazz influences, and so forth and so on. Uh, what did you think about the overall production of this album? Um, I thought that it was superior to People's Instinctive, but I also thought it felt like a continuation mm-hmm. of People's Instinctive. Um, I was I was a big fan. Here's the thing: I'm, to to put all the cards on the table, to 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 give you a, a peek behind the curtain. 
as much as Kyle, he's your host here, mm-hmm. is a fan of A Tribe Called Quest, I am a bigger fan of their friendly competition, which is De La Soul. Mm. And so I've always compared the two. And in 91, De La Soul is Dead came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And De La Soul is Dead was a total different kind of production from Briefly High and Rising. It was like a brand new, brand new joint. And so when uh, Low End Theory came out, it was like, oh, let's see what they're trying to do. They're trying to, come on, man. Yeah, not you, De La Soul. What are we doing? <laughs> but, um, as popular it it switched as big as de la soul was on three feet high rising it wasn't super they weren't super blowing up on de la soul dead conversely a trial called quest wasn't super blowing up off of people instinctive but low end theory got them out of here thanks and so um but and I, i think a lot of that has to do with the production and they um and i think what the other thing is that people don't talk about the bigger thing is they switched and started rolling with russell mm, speak on it because so the native the native tongues was all managed with um uh red alert so so they changed management and once they did that, I think Russell, you know, put them out there and, you know, let let them see everything, you know, and, and get them uh, more popular and in the right places. They had more videos, you know, every everything was a um a little a little different. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think um the Rush Rushtown, was it Rushtown Management? Rush Art yeah, yeah. Rush Rushtown Artist Management. Management. And um, had a lot to do with it because um, Red Alert and them, they more underground, they chilling. And um, I think that that had a lot to do with it. Mm, good point. Good point. Um, yeah, I, I think this album, uh, like you said, it, it really got them out of here. Um, I think the production piece of it was really, really incredible because uh like you said, it went from one thing to because people's instincts has it has a distinct sound, and it's not that low end was that much better, but it was just a continuation. And then I think they just took it to the next level. Uh, some of these jazz uh, sounds and jazz influenced uh, chords and stuff that they used on some of these songs, uh, the instrumentation uh, from the sampling of people like Ron Carter. Um, I think it, that goes a long way. And it what it did was it introduced people like me to musicians and certain sounds that I had never before in hip hop, let alone in jazz. Cause I, I mean, I was, you know, I was in, I, like I said, I was a freshman in college. I wasn't really, to be honest, listening to a lot of jazz at the time. Um, so I thought it was a great introduction into another window of music for me. Um, so let's get into the tracks. Um, <laughs> track one, 
excursions. Now on this track, it's just Q-Tip by himself. What what did you think of excursions? I thought that basically this was left over from People's Instinctive, mm. um, because it sounded just like People's Instinctive. It was just Q-Tip. If if you didn't know, you would think Q-Tip was a tribe called Quest. <laughs> at this point <laughs> and a lot of people don't know this so since you guys are listening when you listen to my podcast i, I try to teach you some stuff but since you're listening to this one and i'm on it i'll try to teach you something anyway good, good. but um q-tip wrote all people's instinctive mm. wow so and then when you heard fife on can i kick it that was q-tip mm. he wrote the entire thing he wrote all the fights versus he he wrote all the people's instinctive so, um, luckily, before the album came out, we heard Check the Rot. Right. So, I knew <laughs> that it wasn't just going to be another um, Q-Tip showcase. But when this song came on, it was like, okay, well, what it is. Mm-hmm. But it sounded like it was just a leftover joint from People's Instinctive. That's a good point. That's a good, And a lot of people don't know that. I, I did not hear that probably until some years ago but you're right to your point check the rhyme uh was officially released september 9th of 1991 and obviously the album comes out a couple of weeks later on september 24th 1991 so you know i I thought excursions was good um it was a it was a decent enough lead off lead off song for the album um but to your point you're right you're dead on point i think it, it was it was either something that didn't make people's instinctive or they went into the recording process with that you know particular sound in mind um it was okay it was okay it's not not one of my favorites i don't diss it i don't skip it or anything like that but i think it's a solid opening for that particular uh then we get to track two bugging out um which then features q-tip and fife uh, what did you think about bugging out? I thought bugging out was great because we we did get a snippet of bugging out, um, in the jazz video. But mm-hmm. if you already you know whatever, but um, the way that it opens, I mean, you got to understand we're just now really getting Fife. We we were actually really literally just now getting fired because before he didn't write this stuff so mm-hmm. the, the first time we hear five do five five words is yo microphone check one two what is this and so it's a total we finally get the um the 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 the, the, the opposite of abstract guy and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some bars and and have a sense of humor and and talk about sports and he, he's wearing New Balance sneakers you know so <laughs> so and then the the bugging out the hook was 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 dope um I I, I will say this mm-hmm. um um when I first heard it I thought he was dissing special ed. Oh, but really? he wasn't okay because <laughs> I, I i had to listen to it again i was like oh okay okay so he's talking about somebody else right. but I, I i thought that he was i thought he was dissing them um but um nah super dope song yeah man i agree a thousand percent man this was when he comes on 
at the beginning of this song. I'm like, yo, who is this? <laughs> I just remember looking like, yo, who is this rapping? Like, who is this new? Is this somebody new? And it's not to say that Fife wasn't rapping on people's instinctive, but the difference is, is that, like you said, he wrote his own to this point. So, I mean, and like he's energetic. He is, he's the five foot assassin at this point. Like, and but he's not even calling himself that, but he, com- he comes off like that. And I just, I, man, this, I personally, I think the album turns at this moment because for me, like you said, Excursion sounds like something that was probably not good enough to make uh, people instinctive, but I guess they wanted to lead it off. But this right here lets you know, like, Fife is here. Like, he ain't playing. And, um, man, I love this joint, man. I love this joint. Even to this day, man, it's still, I mean, microphone check one, two, what is, I mean, like, that's 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 a very popular catchphrase, and it's because of Fife, man. And, um, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Um, then we move to track three, uh, rap promoter. Uh, what, 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 what was your take on this one? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the time, it was, it was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's too damn cold out tied. Um, <laughs> it, it, put it like this. When it came out, Bugging out was out of here. This was this song was crazy. When this came out, it was okay. I mean, I guess whatever. It, it I, I applaud the different type of subject matter mm-hmm. that they're they're rapping about because they they were going through it with Jive. Um, so it was it's, it's an okay song. It's not put it like this. If someone said I can't hear this song again, I'd be I'd be okay. <laughs> I like I like rap promoter man. I still like it to this day. It's not you know it's not the if I had to pick you know songs to listen to off this album. It's not the first song that I pick, but I think it's a very solid song, well placed. Uh, you know it it rides the wave of bugging out, so it's not a skippable track for me. So I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, then we move to track four, butter. Um, another joint. What, what's your take on butter? Now butter. Now we're talking. Um, originally not a five solo. This is a five solo song. Mm-hmm. Um, but originally it wasn't. It was it was him and Q Tip. Yep. And um, but this, even though Bugging Out gave us five, this was like the five. This is full on Fife. I mean, we got, we got, we got story. We got, we got, we got, like I said, we got the humor. We got everything that we needed on, on, on Butter. Um, I couldn't believe that he actually got a, uh, a solo, but, um, <laughs> but, well, I mean, Q-Tip still had to be on the hook, but, um, the I got more game than Parker Brothers killed me when that when he said I was like wow even now if we say it now you're like so like but then it yeah, was like yeah then that was crazy that was a crazy like, bar like oh okay okay and um he's off hold my name's Malik <laughs> come, on, come on man that's like my favorite part <laughs> hey, and and you getting E for effort T for nice, nice try. try. <laughs> 
Nah, but so so nah. Um, one of the one of the definite highlights of the album, butter. Yeah, man. I I I got the biggest kick out of him saying, "Ease off, hold my name's Malik." <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, of course, it wasn't you know probably the the most nice things nicest thing that you could say to a young lady at the time. But you know, it was nineties. We we're, we're a little wild in the nineties. But um, yeah, man. I, I echo any, everything that you said, man. Butter is the joint, man. It, it's, again, this album, I think, at this point is rolling, and, um, you know, I'm loving every second of it at this point. Uh, then we move to track five. Verses from the Abstract fe- featuring Vinia Mojica and Ryan Carter. What was your take on this one? This one is uh, Q-tip, not Q-tip, Q-tip going solo. Yeah, both of them. Um <laughs> When this album came out, this was when when I first heard this. This was my favorite song on the album. Same, same. And I, again, not knowing then, but now knowing that, even when it got Vinia because she did roller skating jam called Saturdays. Yes, yes. <laughs> but the lovely Vinia Mojica. They they really uh, I wasn't bullshit. They really had a friendly competition. They was always trying to one up each other. But <laughs> you think you you really think that they did because because uh, Daylight had oh one hundred one hundred percent okay okay one hundred percent okay. I want to say I read it somewhere, but um um but this song when I first heard it, I was like wow this this is crazy the crazy move faker I used that to break a fife. <laughs> The way you did that with a fife in the house and then she's singing, I was like, man, this song is incredible. Where's the video? Yeah, yeah. Because this was like a smooth version of uh, Garrus One's I'm Still Number One. Mm. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, man. The the whole, the her, Vinia singing, um, Ron Carter on the bass. Uh, just the whole vibe of that joint, man. I, I still, to this day, like, like you said, when I first heard it, probably for the first year or so that I had this album, this was my favorite track on the album. Um, and it still is a joint that still bangs to this day. Um, love this joint. Love it. Uh, then we get to a posse cut uh, on track six. Uh, show business featuring Diamond D, Lord Jamar, and Sadat X. Tell me what you think about this one. Well, I'm thinking... Oh, posse cut. This isn't your posse. <laughs> so, I mean, where's posse, dove, queen? Maybe what what are were, we doing? Maybe they were busy. Um, listen, regardless, um, this song was like a, a therapy session. I that I got to listen in on. I like I don't. You guys are having a time. Um, <laughs> The ups and downs with the hoes and getting fronted on the shows and people sticking their nose in your business. Um, I this was this song was just there. I when it came out, I was like, "This is great" because I get different type of MCs rapping together, and I love you know. If you're gonna leave it up to me, just take them away and give me Grand Puba. But I'm always down for a good Sadat. To that joint, mm-hmm. um, I just I personally just can't listen to Lord Jamal. Okay. I, I just I just can't. I I, I never want to hear him rhyme. But Diamond D, Sadat, I'm I'm with it. I wish I wish it would have just been <laughs> Grand Poopa or Brent, you know, whatever. Right. But um, overall, I could do without this song to tell you the truth. 
Really? Okay. I, and now that I wasn't expecting. Nah. Okay. Like if I, I make a, a a tribe called Quest uh, playlist, you know, it's only three albums. But if I made a um, playlist, I wouldn't put this on it. Hmm. Gotcha. 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 Okay. 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 Um. Yeah. This joint, man. I I was surprised because. I did not expect Diamond D and Lord Jamar uh, and Sadat X to appear on this on this particular track, but um, I love it, man. I love it. It, it taps into you know talking about show business and and just kind of giving you the ins and outs. And keep in mind that at this particular time, this is Tribe's second album, but they're already sounding like you know vets of the game, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I still like this track. Uh, it still it still knocks with me. Um, track seven vibes and stuff <laughs> what you got on that one man um this is the the sleeper on the album this is this is a song that i think most people don't necessarily skip but overlook or uh, when they talk about the album this is not gonna come up and quietly is one of the better songs on the album it's also a to excursions like it also could have been on people's instinctive um but i think on this one because so we had butter we had verses from the abstract i don't really care about show business um i think and excursions was just tip Mm -hmm. bugging out i think fife won Mm -hmm. rap promoter i don't know but i think fife won on this one too Mm-hmm. Hair's crazy curly, flip like Mr. Furley. <laughs> Come on, man. Shout out to Mr. Furley. <laughs> and then and then I'm prompt with my business and I do things on the double. Yo, I'm out like Buster Douglas. I yes. say peace to MC Trouble. Mm, Come on. So so I, I think I think he also got him on this one. And so um and, and, and he nasty. <laughs> he gave a shout out to Vinny's mother at the end of this song. Yes, yes. But but um no vibes and stuff is a is a is a definitely a solid song. I give it a solid a solid B. I agree with you, man. I think it's you're right in in a sense because I don't think people realize how dope this song was. The song kinda gets overlooked in the mix of the placement of where it is on this particular album, but I think it's it's still a really, really dope track and, and like you said, Fife's verse, come on man. That man said Mr. Furley. I mean <laughs> Oh man, I, I love it. I love it. Um, then we get to track eight, the infamous date rape. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your take on this one? Um, top. I mean, top, top ten. Uh, as eighties and nineties go, I can't say all time, but top ten uh, worst rap title song ever. Yeah. <laughs> Very problematic. Who's, who saw the, the title and said, nah, let's go with it. Um, so hey, I'll tell you who did it. Russell. <laughs> um, this this might be my least favorite song on the album. Um, now, when it came out, though, I rhymed the hell out of it. Um, um, <laughs> Sweetheart, we going out like that. Zulu, like, what, what, what is that? Yeah. What do you... What do you what are what are we doing? <laughs> oh, 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 man! They, 
that I he's saying I don't want to bone you that much that I'd rape you. I'm not the type that you said I go get another. I'm not gonna just force myself on you. So I was like, okay, we we get what you're trying to go with, but then it was like, oh, you acting like that because you're on your period, which is not great. Right. So so, but um, <laughs> girly girl cried rape. Yo, I didn't really need it. What 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 is happening? Yeah, that's, that's I don't, not I, good. I don't. I, and you named it there. So you, I, listen, I don't understand. Um, again, if I was making a playlist, this would not exist. When I play the album, I skip this. Yeah, I'm with you. I think um, you definitely could get this off in 1991. In 2020, you'd get canceled for a song That's- like this. And I don't even care about that because I don't cancel. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's, I know, not, I that, that's not a real thing to me. It wasn't crazy dope in '91. I was just rhyming it because it was a new track. <laughs> it was, but you know, like the tail in the '91 and the '92, I was over it. I, I wasn't even, you know. So yeah, but we damn sure uh, rhymed this in yeah, in, yeah. In, no, in class, in art class, out loud in front of the female teacher. We definitely did. Look, look at you degenerates. Um, <laughs> yeah, this one didn't. It didn't really. Um, definitely didn't age as well. Uh, it's not. It's. I'm with you. It, it's my least favorite song on it easily. Um, it's a definite skip for me. Uh, it, this song. To be honest, it, I guess we probably just, and maybe you probably could say the same thing. We probably just rock with it back then because it was on the album. But looking back on it, like there's nothing really appealing about this song. It's not really a good song. Uh, and like you said, it, it's definitely top ten, the one of the most problematic ta- uh, uh, titles that you would see in hip hop history. Um, but they make up for it because track nine, we're going to check the rhyme. What's your thoughts on that one? Um, this, this is probably their, um, essential song. This is probably their signature song. Even if it's not, it should be. Um, when we first heard it, it was like, because this was, Hey, Chocolate Quest has something new. Here's the video. I miss when we would be introduced to new songs by video. It was just, you just turning, turning channels one day or watching the video show. And then it come on like, yo, okay. And it, they they're rhyming, they're rhyming, rhyming. Um everything about this is good. I mean, we we got introduced to um industry rule four thousand and eighty, which was about <laughs> jive and red alerts management. <laughs> and that is why we ended up with that that line we got a the show business song. So all of it we, listen, man, come on. What are we supposed to do here? But um, so 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It, it's definitely their essential song. It is probably one of their most popular songs, if if not, well, I, I can't say it's the most popular song, but it's definitely one of their most popular songs. One of my favorite songs. Um, and like you said, they talk about the industry. They, I mean, it's check the rhyme, and I mean, they're filming the video. The video's in black and white, and they're on the top of a building in the old neighborhood in Queens. And it's, it's dope. It's hip-hop personified. Uh, then we move to track 10. Everything is fair when you're living in the city. <laughs> Wait a minute. In, in the what? City. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm interested to get your take on this one, man. Particularly if you feel a way, if you feel any different, you know, as opposed to how you felt back then as listening to it now. What's your take on this one? Um, shit sample. Um, I, I, this was another one that was, this was up there with, um, um, rap promoter and show, but I, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I, matter of fact, now I, I, I think we, we might've skipped this song rapping in our class. I don't think this was not, <laughs> not to skip. I think, yeah, we did a, we did a real live skip. We went, nah. It was like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, everything. They're like, nah, we're not going. I'm like, all right. Next one. <laughs> yeah. This, this, I don't think this was a very good song. Uh, this one's okay. I could do without the hook. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's done. Ugh. The, but you know what? The worst part of this one for me? Mm. You don't have to say a word. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind that. That's all you heard. Come, come on, man. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, and I guess, man, it's just like, I don't know, man. And it's, I, I don't think my ears have changed. I, again, I still love this album. It's just that, that they, and then, yeah, I, I, I think we, maybe we sat through it and we just loved it because keep in mind, uh, and I'm sure E, you probably, had, you had this tape, right? You didn't have the CD. <laughs> were they see? I guess no, there were no, CDs no, in that no, one. I mean, no, I, don't, I couldn't afford. I don't it. remember. I don't remember seeing a, a CD. No, the no. First, the first CD I bought was Crazy, Sexy, Cool. So that was what ninety four. No, I did not. I had the I had the, I had the cassette tape. Okay, yeah, same here, same here. So basically, this is if we're at everything is fair. So that's side B. So we've got to you know listen to it or fast forward through it. So I guess you know maybe we just kind of dealt with it. I guess, but it's. No, Even though side side B has the <clears throat> quote unquote hits, side A was better. Uh, okay, so side A would end at what show business maybe? No, probably vibes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So it probably ended vibes and stuff. Uh, do, 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 do. Maybe. Well. Side B would have the hits, but yeah, okay. And stop. That's, that's Everything fair. is fair. fair. Infamous date. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. And um, the two other songs is only like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, relatively short too. Um, then we get to track eleven, the aforementioned jazz. We got the jazz. What did you think about this one? Incredible song, and this this worked off of their lyrics and charisma because really. The track is just okay. I would have loved to hear the original that Pete Rock did, but um, the track was okay. But them rhyming and uh, Fife almost getting getting the Tribe Called Quest killed <laughs> because he uh, this New Jack Swing and um, what's the name was coming after him, Rex and Effects mm-hmm. and Teddy Riley. But um, um, it was it's a really good song. It's 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 a different. It's a different vibe than really other than like maybe um versus from the abstract and excursions. It's it's a totally different vibe. This pretty much is what they were on instinctive and what they became on Midnight Marauders. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. I I, I will agree with that. Um I think this one this is one of my favorite songs on the album. 
Actually, the video was dope. I think uh, this, I don't know, man, is this one, is, it, it was one of those joints that always made me feel good. No matter what I was doing, no matter where I was, it always made me feel good anytime I heard this song. Um, Do you, I'm going to tell you this, though. When I first mm-hmm. heard it, actually, not when I, first, when I first heard it and for like for the first like couple of months, I thought he said the anus to succeed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and achieve it 21. I was like, the anus. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, I you know, I, well, I guess it's like, oh no, you. You gotta you, use context clues, man. No, but I just thought that it's just I thought it was some kind of weird metaphor for you know kicking the rear or is is <laughs> a badass or something. I was the like, anus. the anus too succeed. I'm like, hey, well, go ahead, man. Oh, that's stupid. Oh so, man, the anus to succeed. Um, okay, then yeah. we get to, damn. We get to track 12. Uh, Before you get to track no, 12, ahead. also shout outs to Fife. Um, again, in 91, we used to listen to mixtapes that were actual mixtapes. Oh, no question. And he, you know, try to make hits like he could pre mixtapes. Mm-hmm. This this was a thing. Now, I will say, I maybe Tip got Fife on this one. Maybe, I don't know, though, because I, like I like the way. Mm. I might be biased, but I think Fife got him. Skeff Anselm, he gets probably, he got more, nah, I think that fight might, might, yeah, uh, got him. but, but then Q-Tip also has the easy back it up, oh, nah, I don't know, nah, five got oh, and he oh. shouted out Skeff Anselm, <laughs> which I think was a dope name, uh, Skeff Anselm, who actually produced uh, a couple of tracks on the album, but the album, the, the album was produced by a tribe called Quest, um, track 12, oh. Sky Pager. Um, interested to know what you thought about this one. So, when it came out, mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, it's that's what that's what's popping." But like now, it's dated, but not in a great way. Like "Beepers" by Sir Mix a Lot. If I'm, I'm the only person that's listening to this that's ever heard this song, but Beepers, so I've heard, I've beepers before. Is, is is also dated because it's beepers, but it's still a it's, it's a better song to me. Um this one it's okay. <laughs> you leave code sixty nine. <laughs> that means you want some cock. I mean, yeah, they they blur about the word cock. Yeah, um, so. <sighs> yeah I I think um this one's okay. It, it's okay. I don't I'm not I'm okay on this one. It's not. It's not a great song. It's not a. It's, it's a solid song. It's not bad or good or indifferent. It's just kind of there. Um, then track thirteen, what, which is just Q-Tip, rolling solo again. Um, <laughs> what, what did you think about this one? I thought then, hey, this is this is pretty. Uh harmless this is funny this is a you know it's a throwaway thing we we rhymed it in our classes you know whatever but it got old quick mm. and like now it's corny mm. this is what is what's ralph crammed in if he ain't yelling all right man. <laughs> you just ran out of shit <laughs> we're not doing no this this 
in 91 like oh okay everyone has a couple of these songs that you just throw some stuff on but nah man again this side even though you got check the rhyme and you got jazz and you got the next song about sky pager and what and everything is fan and infamous tape like hey man i get that everyone loves this album but let's let's be honest here (laughs) let's be honest here this um, has this has timeless classic singles. I, okay, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, wait, what do I think about this song? This song, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, this song is it's okay. It's it's not, and you know what? I think it is. I think I think my what? love for the huh? What is a man if he's not rugged? <laughs> the rugged man. Shout out to the rugged man. My bad. Go ahead. Uh, um, I I think this. I think, I think my like of this, the way that I like this song back then, kind of overshadows maybe how good or bad this song actually is. I don't think it's a bad song. I don't. I just don't think it's as good probably as I probably thought it was back then. But I still like the song, so I can't really shit on it's it. Not, but is it even a song though? <laughs> he said Ralph Cramp. <laughs> It's, it's what is it? What is it like two minutes, five seconds, two, it's, it's two, two, two minutes and twenty nine seconds. And it's longer than Pager. Are these even songs? <laughs> these are more interludes. More, yeah, to- totally. And you're talking about a forty eight minute album that really these really could have been interludes to be honest. If you look back on it, um, and then we get to the last track of the album, the Posse Cut scenario. Featuring Buster Rhymes, Charlie Brown, and Dinko D of then leaders of the new school. E, what say you about this track? Well, this, when it came out, this was incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, we we wanted to see, you know, we, we got introduced, and I didn't say introduced, at least it was good. Everyone's rhyming, everything's good. Um, my favorite verse on here is nobody else's favorite verse, blah, blah, blah. Now, even though this is what we got, and I love the song, and when it was out, I love the song, I 100% would not have. Had I known that this, in my opinion, <clears throat> is probably the worst version of the song. Ladies and gentlemen. like the remix better. Ladies and gentlemen. And I'm not just talking about, oh, the one with the different beat. Ladies and gentlemen, you may not know this, but there's multiple versions of scenario. The original had Pasta Noose, Dove, Drez, Mr. Long, even had um, Chris Lighty had a verse on it. Mm. <laughs> the song was incredible. They had another one that Joby rhymed on. I've heard. I, I own them all. Mm. I listen to them. <laughs> some some of the quality is not great, but <clears throat> you can hear and you can hear parts of the verses from what we actually did. Get. It's just that had I known that I had a Tribe called Quest. It was um, it was nine MCs, the nine MC mix. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my God, <laughs> had I known I could get Daylight, Black Sheep, 
leaves a new square Tribe Called Quest on one song, and then they gave me that, I would have been pissed. But since I didn't know, oh, that was great. <laughs> this scenario's wonderful. A lot of people put it as the number two uh, posse cut of all time. I don't, but I understand. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I love this joint. This is a great closeout to the album. Um, <clears throat> I've said it before and I'll say it again. When I heard this version of the album, I knew uh, Trevor Smith was out of here. <laughs> That's Buster Rhymes. Uh, I knew his days in, in Leaders of the New School were numbered after this first. Um, I think it's a, it's a great posse cut. I think it's a great way to end the album. And I think um, this is one of those songs that, you know, still resonates with people. Uh, you know, there's a remix or remixes, if you will. Um, the remix that you probably, most of you have probably heard. I like that slightly better than this one, but, you know, it didn't appear on the, the original cut of the album. But nonetheless, I think it's... Uh, it's a great bookend to to this album. Um, Man, was nineteen. <laughs> you know, let's let's hit some rapid fire questions. Um, Come on. Three favorite songs. What's your three favorite songs on this album? Um, it's fairly easy. Um, verses from the abstract. Check the rhyme. Do I go bugging out or butter? Mm-hmm. Bugging out. Okay, okay. I go butter versus from the abstract and check the rhyme. <clears throat> um, well, what happened to scenario? You were just eating all it, over it a couple of it, seconds ago. But it's just, hey, it, it don't top those three right there. Um, Songs that don't belong. So E, you're you're A and R. You you're the guy. You're Russ. <laughs> you're Rush Management right now. They bring then this, you this is a, this is an EP. If I'm Rush Management. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 1991. You got your high top fade. You're sitting in the in, in your uh, office on um, uh, Park Avenue in in I was gonna say Def Jam in, in Jive headquarters. They bring you this album. Hey E, tell us what you think. What songs are you taking off this album, if any? I'm I'm, I'm taking off Date Rape. <laughs> um, taking off Everything Is Fair. In the city. <laughs> and I'm and I'm taking off what? For '91, I can keep Sky Pager on there, even though it's not great. Um, and rap promoter and um, what's the other bullshit? Um, show business, show business is good because we got we got some features, so we can keep that. Rap promoter is is different enough. I would change the sequencing a little bit, but I would get rid of what date rape and everything is fair. Okay, okay. Um, I'm definitely taking date rape off. Uh, everything is fair when you're living in the city. Uh, mm. that's got to go off too. I, I could make a case for keeping everything else, but yeah, those those two gotta go. Um, hmm, let's see. Best verse. Who had the best? Who do you think 
had the best verse and it could be you know the artist or it could be uh you know some of the guest artists that we had on here who do you think had the best verse on this album on the entire album the well entire album. it's five okay. um i'm probably on mm, probably on bugging out or check the line Mm. But it's probably five. I thought you were gonna ask who had the best verse in the scenario. But so we go five. Okay, you took. We're coming to that one. Um, I definitely say five had best verse. I probably it's tough for me, but I probably say bugging out just because I just remember like hearing that for the first time and like yo, I I had to look to see who that was because it it sounded like five, but. I wasn't sure that was him because he wasn't rapping like that on on the first album. Um, who had the best? You, you stole my thunder a little bit. Who had the best verse on scenario? For me, mm-hmm. the best verse belongs to Dinko D. Okay. Flip okay. fat back first fight 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 laugh yo how that sound man I can't I can't tell how how long did it take you to re- to remember that verse because it took me a minute. It was just the part. Everything else was great. I, could, I couldn't get. I, I I would always get tongue tied at that part. Funk flipped flat back first fist foul fight 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 laugh. I said funk funk flip 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 flip. <laughs> Florin Florin filth. How that sound? Ooh. <laughs> now, the hardest one. The hardest one was ship shake plush grapes apes to play tapes papes makes drinks makes for the wakes. I you know I didn't have a problem with that. I didn't have a uh, problem with that, that, but that, yeah, man, that 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 one right there stone. Um, and, may, and maybe that's a part of the reason why I think he had the best verse. It was like it wasn't an easy verse. He okay. It wasn't. No, I I can't say that. D O incorporated INC into a. Oh, that was my shit. I gotta go with five, man. I gotta go with five. I mean, Buster has the iconic verse but i gotta go with, i mean bo knows this and bo knows that <laughs> i mean like there's no, there's no wrong yeah answer unless you go i mean even even you even got who's that brown so i mean right. you know so right yeah um okay three album run who had the better three album run first three albums a tribe called quest or De La Soul? De La Soul. Oh, yeah, so that quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Now, because so the De La Soul, I think Three Feet High and Rising is easily better than People's Instinctive. I think that I think that Midnight Marauders is easily better than Balloon Mind State. Mm-hmm. I think that De La Soul is Dead is superior to Low End Theory. I think that Low End Theory has bigger hits, but as an album, and we're talking albums, De La Soul is Dead is the superior album. Where I give them the heads up is there are let, put it like this. I don't want to make it seem like everything that De La Soul make is perfect because it's not. Mm-hmm. But I will say there are far less songs 
on the three albums that Daylight made that I would get rid of than it is on Tribe. Gotcha. Okay. So that is the reason. So I think that Three Feet High Rise is better than People's. I think Midnight Marauders is better than Balloon. I think that you can argue the De La Soul and Dead and the, the Low End Theory until you actually listen to them side to side because mm-hmm. there's no there's no date rape on <laughs> no, De La Soul is no. Dead. You got Peas Porridge and Pastor Plus. Now, depending on what version you get, you, if you get the one where Who Do You Worship and my brother's a bass head, you might be like, all right, man, come on. Right. <laughs> but it's still not as bad. And it's also like 912 songs on Dale Solis Day. This is true. And about 5,000 skits. Yes. Um, and so with all of that, and you still don't have as much skippable stuff, that, that's why I say it. Now, you, I agree partially. I think, um, I think you're on to something with this album and De La Soul is dead. Um, you probably, I just off the top head, you're right. I probably could make a case for keeping more songs on De La Soul is dead than I would on this particular album on Low End Theory. Um, yeah, it's not a, it's not really a. I mean, I said it because I've thought about this before. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's all hands down, right. but no, no, I no, think if close. you really if you if you really listen to the albums and take away biases and be like, all right, album for album, not what group do I like the better or not? What rapper do I like the best? Better? I think you would arrive at De La Soul. Um, and uh, so. And see, that, I, I think you, that, but you, you make a great point there. And I think that that's where the problem is going to come in. If we ask this question, like, let's just say to the masses, is that I don't know that people can necessarily take away their biases because the people that I, outside of you, <laughs> the people that I know that ride for daylight, ride for daylight. Like, they, like, there's this nothing, like, nobody's business. Ain't for tribes. So I don't know that people will be able to remove some of their fandom to make a, you know, definitive, hey, I'll take this over that. Um, think, you say, I think, go ahead. No, the only thing I was going to say was, I think where we differ is, I think people's instinctive slightly better than Three Feet High and Rising. Mm. But I, to, and that's just, now this is just me going off the top of my head. And I'm trying to remember all of the tracks on Three Feet High and Rising without looking it up. But just off the top of my head, I think it's slightly of the slightest bet. Not by much, mm. but slightly better. And on, on, on top of that, even if, depending on how you want to look at it, mm-hmm. People's Distinctive is a Q-tip album. This is true. And, you know, versus a De La Soul album, regardless if you like, you know what, I don't like the De La Orgy skit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but but you got Plug Tuna, you got Buddy, you got Pajos in my lawn, you got me, myself, and I, you got Jennifer Taught Me, The Magic Number, I, I, Say No Go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And no, none of those are even my favorite song. My favorite song is I Know. But, um, I... But I can understand, you know, if you also look at it and say, well, uh, People's Instinctive and Low End are, are tighter because they don't have all the skits mm-hmm. that Three Feet and 
um, De La Soul's dad has. I understand that. It's just that, well, they invented the skit. Right. So, <laughs> so literally, I mean, if if they don't have the skits, nobody's going to have right. the skits ever. So they <laughs> so literally I, created I rap skits. Nobody yeah, so I don't, ever done it like that before. Yeah, so I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I get it. Yeah, it's like a skit. The, 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 the Taylor Souls Day, a, a storybook, um, and Three Feet High and Rising is a game show. I, I was gonna ask how you, I was gonna ask if you would put that on a Twitter poll, but I, you know, I think Tribe probably has more people that will respond. They have the more beloved yeah, Brian. Yeah, yeah, especially especially with Fife not being here too as well. Yeah, I don't. It probably, probably go like that. And let's be honest, the masses, the the, the masses. Couldn't name the three members of <laughs> Taylor Soul. Well, there's some people that don't know about Jerobi. <laughs> which is all, which is, which I'm glad you brought that up. He had verses for that entire album. Mm. I would love to hear that version, but he left, he left it and then they, they, they cut his verses off. Yeah, I would too. But he had verses for all of fucking Low End Theory. He was on. He's on the a version of the scenario. I will say this much: he got busy on Tribe's last album. I didn't hear him say shit on Midnight Marauders. <laughs> I mean, I go, I'll, I'll go back and listen. I'll go back and listen. Thank you for your service. We get from here. Jerobi gets busy on that one. Um, why are you thanking me for my service? <laughs> I was talking about the um. The <laughs> now speed of life mm. is, a, is, a, is a dope album if none of you guys have ever listened to it um um Evitan right is a, a group with is uh Jerobi and Drez from Black Sheep mm. they made an album in 2012 it's pretty damn it's pretty damn I remember that joint I remember that joint um last question Get out of here. Uh, if you were writing a review for the Source magazine in 2020, celebrating uh, this 30 year, I'm sorry, not 2020, 2021, you're celebrating the 30 year anniversary and you had to give this a mic according to the Source mic system. You are rating a tribe called Quest's. Low end theory. What rating are you giving this album? Three mics. Mm. I'm giving it three. Okay. Solid album. It's um it's not something that put it like this, to enjoy the album, you don't have to listen to the entire album. You can listen to I'm gonna conservatively say six of the I think like fourteen tracks on here. Yeah. And be good. With that being said, and let me let me let me think let me think this through. So bugging out one butter first from the abstract. Uh, check the rhyme chess scenario. That's six vibes and stuff. You, as we said, most people overlook vibes. You can you cannot have vibes and stuff and be okay. Mm-hmm. It's just these these. Well, I'm naming the songs you have to listen gotcha, to. Gotcha. Because you can also say excursions, but you don't have to listen. Excursions fine, and vibes and stuff is is a really good song. But these six 
that was freestyling, but it was really six. You have to listen to of the 14 and when not even half of the album is you gotta, I can't can't give it any more than three. That's, I mean, 50% is seven and I said six. So if you got, but that's how I look at things. People that are big fans are not going to look at it that way. Like, are you shitting on that? I'm I'm not. I love the album. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm being realistic here. It's it's not all home runs and half of it is missable. Not skippable, but it's missable. Now, about three, about three or four of them is skippable. But, but half the half the album is missable, so I can't give it you know anything higher than a three. I'm gonna say four. Yeah. I thought you was gonna say four and a half. Nah, it, the reason why I can't give it necessarily a four and a half is because date rape and um everything is fair when you're living in the city. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I just. Those two joints, and then when you add in what, again, something you, you mentioned that I never really thought about until you actually said it, so I'm glad you said it. Those tracks of um, Sky Pager and What, two songs that both run a little bit more than two minutes. And shit, rap promoter too. Right, that too. You know, really could have been like more of uh you could have used that time if you're going to put it on there. Use it as uh, a skit or an interlude or something like that. Um, and give us another good song, right? So, yeah. so that you know, I know some of you probably think, okay, Kyle, you're being hard. I don't think I'm being hard. I'm just being honest. Again, I love this album, so I'm. I, that's just where I am as far as my thought process. But yeah, I probably, I probably knock it down to a four. Um, I think if people are being honest, you know, now there's some diehard tribe fans that'll still give this a five mic album and you know I, I'm not going to argue with you but at the same time I could make a case for four and a half uh, right now probably sitting at about four um, I understand how you got to three and uh, I know that's probably some people probably think that's a large jump it's really because again three means that it was dope Yeah. and you know something I, I constantly tell you know younger people on social media like everybody can't have a classic everything can't be a classic everything's not going to be a classic everything's you know it, their places and their their time frames and um things of that nature but no i think i think you make a good point in that where you know you can make a case that it's three or above uh you can i could be a case for four and above i, I can't in good conscience say it's a five five mike album i can't <laughs> But I know here's people a, will. Go ahead. Here's, here's another thing. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with that being people's introduction to A Tribe Called Quest. And they don't know nothing about people's stuff. Right. Um, they might, they know, um, they know Bonita. They know Can I Kick It. And as they might know Segundo. Maybe. Well, they, they, know, but, they know Segundo's heard your podcast. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but they only know those three. After they heard low end thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't know him before. No, because you know they might have been you know seven eight years old when low end theory came out. So anyway, also I remember and this is this was a thing for years, um maybe maybe a decade. There was a consistent 
debate of whether Lohan Theory was better than Midnight Marauders. People will always say, now, what is their better album? Is it this one or is it that one? And I'm like, if you listened to Midnight Marauders, you know there was no fucking way that Low End Theory is better. Now, listen, I will entertain that check the rhyme, jazz, bugging out scenario are bigger songs than whatever's on Midnight Marauders. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll concede that. But there is no way <laughs> that the album is better than Midnight Marauders. You're out of your damn mind. 1,000%. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. It, to me, it's not close. I, I get why people say that. Uh, I Full disclosure, when I listen to Low End Theory, I always listen to Midnight Marauders right behind it. Like It's just it's just something that I do. But, nah, I'm with you, man. It's you, something you said a little earlier, and I, I want to hammer home point as well. Low End Theory has some classic singles. You can have classic singles and not necessarily have a classic album. Yeah. Um, it was voted a classic by the... I get it. I understand why people still have it as a classic. You know, in listening to it, it's something that it's the album I still bump. I just, you know, if you ask me to rate it, I'm not going to give it five mics. And I don't think that's a knock on a Tribe Called Quest. I don't think that's a knock on the album. It's just where it is right now. Uh, but nonetheless, it has been 30 years in the making. Wow, 30 years, man. We getting old. Um, before mm. we get out of here, man, tell folks where they can hear you and check you out at and check out the podcast. Listen, everyone, if you if you if you're into uh, good hip hop music from the uh, late 70s, all of the 80s, most of the 90s, I guess. Um, um, Encyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. I'm your host. Um, we, we talk about those. I'm, I'm, I'm ranking the top 50 story rhymes of of that era. Um, every now and then I'll give you a. Uh, Hip Hop Music Awards show started in 1984. We got 84, 85, 86, and 87. Um, um, I review albums. I review discographies. I review groups. We have fantasy drafts. Man, man, Kyle's done a lot. We did. We ranked. Uh, we drafted Philadelphia MCs, Queens MCs, Biggie songs. We a whole bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so check that out. That's everywhere that you can get a podcast. Also, also the eclectic discussion podcast. Um, where we talking about growing up in the eighties, growing up in the nineties, things that happen and things that maybe shouldn't have happened. Um, but check that out. So Encyclopedia Hip Hop is Encyclopedia HH on Twitter and Instagram. Then the Eclectic Podcast is Eclectic Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and it's spelled E C L E C T I K. Mm-hmm. No doubt, no doubt. So make sure you check and subscribe. And once you subscribe, uh, tell a friend. Pass the word. Pass the word. Pass the word. Uh, it's, it's very int- um, very uh, noteworthy to say that a lot of these shows that I have on either podcast, they don't really even go for 20, 25 minutes. So they're, they're quick listens. The The topic is really good. But when the topic really, is really good, the show is really good and the time flies by. There you go. There you go. 
You guys know where to find me. You've been listening long enough. You can catch the 12 Kyle podcast each and every uh, week. A uh, new podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, from time to time this year, we will be dropping uh, bonus editions on Sundays at midnight. Uh, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Uh, 12 Kyle across the board on social media. 12 Kyle podcast. Well, so that's going to do it for us. Once again, me and Eclectic, we have celebrated uh, and broken down. Uh, low end theory 30 years later right here on the 12 kyle podcast thank you for coming through we'll catch you guys next time Five thousand.